it's really encouraging for me to hear a guy talk about not just wanting physical beauty, but spiritual depth. And, and that's the thing, because like you can be married to the most beautiful woman in the world, or you could be married to the most beautiful guy in the world. And the, the thing that attracted us to each other was the spiritual thing, because we love to pray together, we love to worship together, we love to talk about the Bible and, and things, and that's what attracted us to each other. And if you're, if you're a spiritual person... You, you are never going to be happy. I don't care how good the person looks on the outside. I don't, have, I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how much um, uh, pull they have in society. It's never going to be enough if, if you're not compatible. And so that's, that's especially true for, for people that are following Jesus. If there is not a hunger and the same kind of hunger, and that's why the Bible says don't be yoked together with unbelievers, you know? And there, there are scriptures that talk about don't, don't. It's so important for, for single people is don't get hooked up with someone that doesn't have the same spiritual hunger and desire that you have. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you're going to get burned, mm-hmm. period. Because you, you and, and I, or that you just know, leaves you a doormat. Yeah, and it's like it's like the people that are like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna chase this guy, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know we're gonna fall in love, and then I'm gonna lead him to Jesus. You know that never works, right? And then you're gonna be stuck in a situation that that you can't get out of, and and wish that you could, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing. Paul is warning, and he's saying, "Look, man, look for someone that's compatible. Look, look for someone that has the same love for Jesus that you have." So I think that there's a. I just have so many comments, <laughs> but I think that there's a big, huge breakdown in the church and in America, especially with so many guys and no women, but especially guys in the porn and stuff, yeah. because. You do have your Christian men now looking for the centerfold godly woman. Yeah. And if you can't find the godliness, well, at least he wants the centerfold part of it. He wants her to be beautiful. And so we have too many guys in the church that don't know how to look for depth. And they're yeah. just going after beauty because they've been hooked on porn. And even if they aren't, they've been trained up by it and they see other people and they're watching too many movies and too many magazines you know just everything out there in the world is all beauty related so you have guys in the church going outside looking for more shallow women to get the beauty and then like I mean I I still believe you know the women to submit whatever to their husbands and stuff which is a whole other topic but mm-hmm. you don't have the structure that you had back then of protection from the men no. back in those times if your husband's harming you your dad or grandpa or somebody's coming after him and they're going to make an issue mm-hmm. they're going to stand up for you and make an issue for you and they're going to protect you and you know, you're going to have someone standing up for you 
either from your family or a church member, and we just don't have that structure. And so we don't have men listening to women. We don't have men protecting women. And anyway, it's it's truly a broken society. And then you got somebody like me that not only, <laughs> you know, has a husband issue, I have a dad I can't go back to, you yeah. know. And so there's just, I don't know. It's sad and the church needs to snap out of it. And the men really need to start listening to their wives and to the other women in their church. And there has to be a reconnection. You can't just have women not saying anything. And then if that verse is speaking about wives and husbands, that's one thing. If that verse is speaking about just in general not teaching or whatever, you have to take into account that, like in my experience, you don't have any man in the church teaching exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, even... I was even thinking about this situation, you know, if we're listening to you and, and taking our instruction from you, but then when we're, you know, at Freedom House and taking instruction from Jeremy, you know, that's two different men with two different opinions. And then you go ask another man and he has another opinion. Yeah. And then the, the woman can't possibly follow the men in all of their opinions, you know, on everything. Mm. And so I think that... Well, there's just so much to be said about that, <laughs> but there does, I mean, men do need to, to listen and just, they have to have that hairy ear, and I think that they've maybe taken verses like this and shut off the hairy ear, so whether or not we're supposed to teach or not teach, I think this is getting more to exerting authority over people so whether that's yeah. you know me telling Jeremy to step down because blah 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 you know I mean I'm not supposed to do that you know uh, you know um to me that would be taking authority you know over man me I'm not supposed to take authority mm -hmm. but listening and submissiveness doesn't necessarily mean obeying every man either because wow. they all are different and like you were saying, there's some there's some men that tell their wives that they must have a threesome, you know, or that mm -hmm. you must do this or you must do that or, you know, go into these wacky types of, you know, behaviors. Yeah. And so, anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, hopefully next week we'll talk about the specific male and female relationships and things. And, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. And, and, but... The thing is, is like, look around here. I mean, there's, it's all women, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, it's, it's still going. You just topped it. It's, right. it's oh. still good. I was, I was trying to. Oh, okay. Did you no, you stopped it. I was trying to do that. Okay. Um, but that's the thing. You, you can, you, <laughs> no, and that's the thing. Like you know, if, if you meet a guy and you want to know what, what he's about, invite him to a Bible study. And, and watch him for a while. You know what I'm saying? See, you know, if you if you if you're the type of person that goes to Bible studies and and wants to be into the things of God and want wants to, uh, and that's what you're about, you know, invite invite the guy. You know, uh, if he's if he's sincere, he'll stick it out. You know what I'm saying? If he's not, he might go two or three times, but then mm -hmm. that's it. You know. Um, 
And I think we where we are right now, we are at a place where um, the women are more following after God than the guys are. Um, Can I, I say something as far as like I want to talk about with Christy and that kind of brings up what you're saying too. Is like, okay, so if that's true, okay, what you just said, then culturally it was kind of flipped for them back then, which is interesting. Like they nowadays it is true that in a lot of churches the women are the ones that are reading their bibles and are seeking god and spending time in the prayer closet and and the men are not so much anymore so interestingly it was kind of more the opposite then they weren't you know they weren't educated they probably didn't have the word they probably didn't know how to read it if they did have it and so they weren't as um spiritually knowledgeable and mature so it made sense for him to say that now. But what would he say if he came now? Would he say, would he say, you know, these women are spending, you know, Christy spends five times the amount of time in the Word of God as you, sir, and she has something to share that you need to listen to. You know, I mean, what would he yeah. say? And so, um, and I, I can't imagine what it must feel like for you girls as single women with the idea that the church kind of gives single women this problem, what I impression I get is that the church gives single women this impression that they, they're less than, you know, or that somehow they're not complete, or somehow if, if they're not married, they can't fully engage in the body of Christ, and they can't fully, they can't, um, so that's a really worthy that's topic true. of discussion, because that, that would be really sad, you know, well, if that were the case. And, so, and the thing is, that, is that comes from these scriptures where he says, like, you know, a woman should get married and do mm -hmm. all that. But right, right. again, that was their culture. Right. You know, women didn't go out and get jobs like they do now like, to uh, to occupy right. them. They uh, they probably they, couldn't get jobs you know, even they, if they wanted. Yeah, you know, and stuff. And also so also said neglecting their vows. So I almost wonder if it was like they were making vows like nuns do, and then yeah. they were just spending their time wasting it. Which may be why the Catholic Church came up with convents to keep them all in one place. In Interesting. Order. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, it to me, when I read the New Testament, it sounds like, from Paul's perspective, if you were single, that was better. Honestly, you know, from from the things that he says, that you're able to concentrate on the Lord and His stuff and do His work, and move out. And we have it reversed honestly and I've heard it preached from the pulpit many times mm -hmm. that that you're nothing unless you're married right. and you're not listened to in the church unless mm -hmm. you're married when in truth the single person is probably seeking God harder yeah. and mm -hmm. sacrificing more mm -hmm. um, and they're, more they're, they're ignored as if they're not as good mm -hmm. yeah. when I when Paul I, definitely said the opposite you know right. and he explained why he was single and thought you know it was a great position if not better yeah. you know to right be in. and so it certainly shouldn't be looked down on right and that doesn't matter i mean it's fine if you consider equal but it's definitely not fine if you don't consider the equal position because god does not give every single person a partner I'm sorry people yeah. that mm -hmm. teach that are lying mm -hmm. there's you know some maybe your partner was aborted in the womb I don't know mm -hmm. but <laughs> mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. he, there's not a partner for everybody mm -hmm. and there's a lot of low quality out there and if you want to pursue God with all your heart mm -hmm. you might just have to leave all the low quality behind and just pursue him with all your heart because there's no one that 
can keep up or match the pace at which you're going to go or that's being called to the direction. I mean, you may be an awesome, wonderful, godly man, but if God's called you to Africa, I'm sorry, he's not called me to Africa. Mm -hmm. And until he does, I'm not going with you. You know, mm -hmm. I know where I'm called to be right now, and I know, you know, and until God changed that, then then I'm not going mm -hmm. anywhere. So mm -hmm. that you're limited to the guys you know, and you, you know, there's just not, I don't see a lot of quality out there. And for me, I'm not about to marry somebody I don't that I'm not in love with and you know highly attracted to. I've already done a lot. Of this. It's like been there, done that, bought the teacher, not going there again. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be single. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was encouraged the other day when I heard when I read, I heard someone mention this. Uh, somebody online mentioned this, and they said that how Paul refers to being single as a gift. Not even Lauren has this gift as I do. I was like, oh, hallelujah, it's a spiritual it's gift. Good. <laughs> it's good. So, so you take that, you take that, and then you take what you just said, but, and, and it seems like Paul is saying it's a blessing, right? But then yeah. in First Timothy, so it just shows that the, the context, and so in, in Timothy, the context, he says, Therefore, I want younger women to get married, bear children, keep house, give the enemy no occasion for reproach. So which is it? So kind of like what Dean was saying earlier is like, it's not that it's one or the other. It's that in this situation, this was what he was saying. This, you, you young ladies, you're, you're going idle. You're talking about stuff. You're busy bodies. Get married, for goodness sakes. You know, I feel like that's what he's saying to these women where on another occasion, he, like Ruth said, he said that being single was a gift or where you read where it says, you know, better that you remain single so you can be fully devoted to Christ, you know, so... Well, but if you take it as a gift, and we're responsible for gifts and how we use mm -hmm. them, we can squander the right. gift and right. be busybodies and do right, nothing right, right, and right, right, less right. than we could be if we were married. Right, right. But the, the truth is, is if you don't do that, and if you are pursuing God with all your heart and right. using your time and energies and passions and for right. Him and praying then that can be a good right, right, you know, right, like right. Anna the prophetess. Mm -hmm. Right. I just battle from like all areas, from Christian, non Christian, old, young, family, not family, pretty much every arena is like what's and, and probably a lot of it is the enemy, I get that, but some of it's like there's things that have been said or hinted at or whatever and you're just like which again might be the enemy. This is totally my own perception speaking right now. I get that. But it feels like anyway. And it seems like there's been viable proof that it's like, what is wrong with you? You know, <laughs> why are you why are you single? Mm -hmm. And from like students, adults, you know, whatever. Christian, non Christian. Christian, non Christian. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Right. And it's it's a battle for me to be like, God, what is wrong with me? You know, like, yeah. what's wrong with me? And so, um, uh, that's that's just a, I mean, I could go off on that and just like stuff I need prayer about, but I'm just like, it's a real struggle. Just like, God, I feel like something just terribly, terribly wrong with me so that, you know, and, and I wonder sometimes, I'm like, well, maybe I could reach the students better if I had a husband, you know, there, and, and they would, like, it wasn't just me, this old spinster, you know, it was like, it was 
someone else there there with me, you know, like I, I wouldn't be the weirdo, you know, that like, what's wrong with you, you old lady, why are you out here with us, you know, talking to us, you know, and like, um, but. It wouldn't, because your time would be divided, and actually you would have to spend a lot more time on your husband and keeping things up around the house, and he would suck a bunch at that time, and so you would actually probably be worse. Unless <laughs> like, that's true, yeah, and I almost got myself in that situation, but, um. But, um, it's just, you know, I think, well, and it's just something I have to, like, really frequently, like, surrender to God and just be like, well, you know, God, I just, I give this to you. I'm not gonna, like, if you think that, that, uh, I can have that as a gift, then I'm just gonna leave that in your hands. But if not, you know, it doesn't really matter because if I'm, it, when we die, I'm not going to be married anyway. <laughs> so it does, you know, we're not married when we die. <laughs> like, we're all a bunch of kids. <laughs> like, these glorified bodies and, like, it's the way I picture it anyway. It's, and, um... And the yeah, irony is, is that sometimes married women, whether they voice it or not, are envious of you single ladies. Yeah. You know? I mean, I a am sometimes... A lot of married I, women are in a cage. I feel once that... Once you have that person and you're locked in and I feel that I've been cage. isolated before by married women with children not not you guys mm -hmm. or by women my age with children especially because it's like you how could you enter into this conversation you can't and well, and silly. this is this is probably like just a lot of way maybe maybe they are thinking that maybe they are treating me like that maybe they're not but I, I don't want to be, I don't want to walk like I'm being treated like that. You know what I mean? It's like I want to be walking in freedom no matter what. So, right. yeah. but it's just, it, it seems like anyway, it's like, it's, it can be lonely sometimes when I'm in a situation where it's just a bunch of, of housewives with children and they're going, they're talking about their, you know, the struggles of housewife things and children child rearing things and and I want and I know that those things are deeply spiritual and they're deeply important like I think God is like the God of the practical so much and it's like but again I feel like there's just this place where I can't be I'm kind of like on the outer circle regarding those things, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's really difficult and lonely sometimes. Mm -hmm. Different places, but what I was trying to say to you that I want you to help you to appreciate your singleness more, if you want to appreciate it more, <laughs> is that no offense against my against my husband, I am very happy to be married to him, but sometimes I definitely envy single women. You know, I definitely envy that place where. I could just do whatever I want, and it doesn't matter if he comes home and wants dinner or not, because I ain't going to make it. I don't know, you know if it's like, a good thing or not. It's yeah. a lot of self in that. Yeah, that's true, but <laughs> it depends so. on, like Christy said, how you use it. So for me, I would literally, like, eat this thing up 24-7, I believe, like, because, I, I mean, a lot of times he comes home already, and... Uh, and I'm in the Word, and I've been in the Word for six hours. It's like, what have you done today? And I'm like, uh, do you have something for me to eat? Uh, well, Jesus is talking to me. You know, I was like, you know, but I also have a responsibility to him. And so he, I do have a responsibility to him. And sometimes I can be so in the Word or prayer or whatever, like, because that's my heart that I really want to do, that I neglect him. So sometimes, yeah, I, 
I envy you guys having that freedom that, dang, if you come home from work and you want to study the word for the rest of the evening and whatever, you don't have to cook anybody dinner. If you want to eat cereal instead of cook, you can. You know, all that kind of stuff that as married women, we have all this other stuff we got to deal with. And of course, with children, yes, they are a blessing, but my goodness, are they a handful? And um, they're an enormous handful. And God probably knows, of course, sometimes we go, why did you give us children? Because we feel so ill-equipped for it, and like, we do so poorly, and so it's just... It always seems like to me, though, that there's more growth, and like, it seems like there's more, this is my perception, anyway, but it seems seems like there's more growth when you're in the active process of laying down your life for another person than just sitting there, reading the scriptures all day, and true. praying or whatever. That's but true, but you actively lay down your life for your friends. That's what I was going to say. You lay down your life for everyone. All the time. And, and there's a, we it see a lot of... single is laying down your life. It is. I mean, you could go get on some website and, and find, find some guy. a man and just yeah. get hitched and be married. And have but some money. And the <laughs> problem is that you're wanting a quality man and... Yeah. They're just not out there, but typically they got married young, and they're still married, and they're probably going to be married till their wife dies, and they're really smart, so the second that their wife dies, that they, you know, they grieve for a short time, and then they look around, they pick well, and then they're back married again, and then they're back off the market, so <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's crazy if you, I don't know, if you really, really want to get married... Uh, probably just asking, you know, letting people know and, and asking, and like if you guys know somebody that would, that's also looking, that would be a work, you know, a good fit, and just kind of. That's the thing is that sometimes I don't. <laughs> sometimes I don't want to be. I just like. Yeah. And that's the key is I think you need to Everybody, figure out what you want, not what other people want have, of you. Yeah, I don't have a lot of good examples. Well, you guys are good examples. The the Shivers family that I know, they're pretty good examples. My sister, I'm getting some a lot of better examples in my life. But I think that's growth. Like I think that is true spiritual growth too. When you have when you have to tough it out with someone, and you have to go to God in a relationship, and you have to get the grace of God for that relationship. I'm just like, that is deep, deep spirituality right there. Like. Mm-hmm. I just think that is like the glory of God. And that and, is awesome, and you do get to do that. But you get to do that in church, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you decide when you're so frustrated. When you're so frustrated with the leaders that you want to go slap them in the face, like, are you going to stick through it? Are you going to Are you going to forgive? Are you going to learn how to confront and forgive and work through issues? I mean, in the body of Christ is like a marriage, too. And so, mm-hmm. so you, you have those opportunities in relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know... But if God has really put that desire in your heart to, to be married, then just keep we'll keep praying for you for that. But I, I just don't make it let it. I don't want you to feel bad about yeah. being single because you're awesome and you are an incredible woman of God, and you're no less of an incredible woman of God because you're single. I'm sorry, um, you're just I, not. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, don't, I don't feel bad, but it's just like, and I've been getting really encouraged lately. Just like God, I want to serve you. God, I want to. I want to have, like, these amazing, you know, last curtain calls and stuff with you, you know, just I want to go and 
I, I still have life ahead of me, you know, and just mm-hmm. things that I feel like I haven't just trusted him in yet. I'm like, ooh, what would it be like to trust you in this way? Mm-hmm. And let's just go out and just test you and just see what happens, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not like a, a bad testing kind of way, but like yeah. testing his word and giving yeah. and testing his word and laying things down. And yeah. That kind of, that kind of thing. So, those are things I daydream about. Do I actually do them? No. <laughs> but I daydream about them a lot. Kayla, what were you going to say? Um, I've heard, like, was it you that said? No, was it? I, I've also heard that singleness is a gift. Um, I was listening to a podcast from somebody. Um, it went along with the same thing, but um, they said one of the most loving things that God has given us is singleness. As a gift, you know, to know him. And, um, it sounds like when people say that, singleness. It sounds like you've got, like, the shingles or something. <laughs> I've got my singleness. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I don't know. It just sounds like it's so, like, a churchy thing. Like, a churchy thing. I don't know why. It just feels like, just so, like, my singleness is I'm, the time where I'm going to serve Jesus. And I'm just like... What the heck? You know, like, what are you talking about? It just it depends on how you look at it. I know there can be so many things that can be cliches, but I mean, I've been single my whole entire life. I've never been on a date. I've what? tried to make things happen, and I honestly believe it's like I've tried everything in my power to make something happen, and it's like that's not part of God's plan for me at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And it's like where I try to make things happen, and I haven't waited for the Lord to trust in Him with that. But also, I've known you for I don't know how many years, and I was 12 or 13 when I first met you, and you were only a Christian for a few years. And like to see how you now, however many years later, and I know we've talked about singleness and dating and stuff, but I mean, I just wanted to keep encouraging you. And I mean, and she made an impact on your life even at that age too. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have, because she told me that. And you're one of the deepest people I know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when I think. Oh of, really? That's so good. <laughs> 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 it's always funny. No, I mean, it's it's so what a you know, Drop I'm definitely working through you. Yeah. And I, you know, I've come to look at it like the, the whole SCX thing, you know, but it's a manner of fasting and there's actually a power in that, that comes through prayer. Um, so you haven't fasted food necessarily, but that's a type of fasting to Mm -hmm. the Lord and that, that is just, you know, it increases your prayer, it increases your power potential in the kingdom because you are Mm -hmm. you know giving something up Mm -hmm. you know yeah for the lord so it is a sacrifice yeah and there's a very big sacrifice and there's nothing there's nothing on the surface even worthy to be compared to anything in heaven so it's (laughs) you know whatever you're gonna you know heaven's just gonna be so much more and mm-hmm. it's not going to look like it does on earth, whatever it is. But there's going to be experiences and crafts that far outweigh anything, you know, that this world has to offer. Amen. So that's, that's yeah. what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. 
I think, you know, I've read this thing about, you know, praying with the, you know, praying for the spouse and blah, 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 you know, and praying faith and then the spouse comes and honestly, I've never done that because I, and I still won't do it to this day because I'm not sure that God doesn't want me to remain single. So I can't pray in faith because I'm not sure that it's not better for me to remain single. And so I'm not really sure. I, I almost think if God brought him on like run and <laughs> duck and hide, you know, it's like, wait, no, that's not, that's not what, and not even give the guy a chance, you know, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, if you're really serious and you really want to get married, then that's what I would do is write down a list of the qualities that you want and pray in faith, you know, God, this is what I feel, you know, would be best and this is what I would like and, you know, he does want to give you the desires of your heart, you know, um, so if it's truly the desire of your heart, then, you know, just sit there and, and pray seriously in faith. I, I can't. I can't either, and I think it's because <laughs> in my mind, I feel like it's going to be a really miserable experience. <laughs> so, like, I have this block on it. It's like, yeah, I really do, Lord, but why do I want something that's going to be terrible? <laughs> like, I'm afraid he'll Why do I want bond. that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to say just a little plug for, because I find this super fascinating. So, because I used to think this was really stupid, but we kind of have to grow in our modern world. But um, my mother, well, my mother, well, of course, it's hilarious because the way my mother did it. But anyway, my mother's been married for, I think, 13 years now to a guy that she met online. And they have a great marriage. And he's he loves the Lord, blah, blah, blah. I love him like a dad. He's amazing. Um, um, I met this guy who has a really awesome ministry that's kind of like a, he speaks at YWAM a lot, and I can't remember who he is, you might know him, but he's, he's you might not, because he's kind of a humble guy, he does mostly stuff, speaks at YWAM bases and missionary bases and stuff, but anyway, um, super, super humble guy, super, super giving, etc., and him and his wife would come once a year to speak at, um, in Hawaii at the YWAM base, and they would come into the art gallery where I worked and talked to me and loved them and they were so sweet and they were so cute together and and um, just thought they were the cutest couple and they had so much in common like their ministries like complimented each other because she had her own ministry anyway they were in their late 60s I think and finally I was like like you guys are like made for each other like where in the world did you guys meet and, like how did y'all because they both lost their spouses they were both widows and um, and they met on, I think it was ChristianMingle.com or something. <laughs> and so I'm like, what? No way. And they're like, yeah. And like, it was the greatest thing. It was just so cool. But we were able to. So I've, I've heard that testimony from a lot of people that they've, that they've had successful marriages and they're having successful marriages that actually met on an, on an online dating site. So even though it sounds like that's something God wouldn't do, he could do it, you know. And so um, sometimes when you're in a limited situation like you're in a church for example like where the only selection of men you have is people that just came out of prison I mean you, 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 know, you know seriously you might want not to, discouraging but you, know, you guys are limiting yourselves you're very right? much limiting yeah. your options yeah, this here is, this is a sad thing too it's like who is telling this guy like be a, be fearful to actually like don't you want to Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe you can tell me about this. Oh, that's my 
My uh, old neighbor. I'll call him back. He was a victim of a hate crime, homosexual mm. hate crime. Oh, yeah. mm. Um, but uh, um, this is the thing that I I wonder about. I'm like, is it is it wrong to think to want a guy who actually wants to be a better person in the fear of the Lord, so that they can be a blessing to someone else? Like, wouldn't wouldn't you like? I don't know. Let me see. Like, like ten years ago. How old was I? When I was seven, seven in the Lord. Okay, like I didn't want to be married because I was afraid I would mess somebody up. <laughs> like, like, and I think that was a good thing. Like, I think that was a very healthy thing. Like, I would have brought in so many insecurities, fears. Uh, Emotional deception, uh, codependency, you know, whatever. It mm-hmm. would have really jacked with somebody, okay? Mm-hmm. And, so, and I think that was a good thing, you know? But I'm like, but these guys, I see, it's kind of like what you said, Christy. I love that you said that. Uh, they're like, oh, we want the, the godly centerfold or whatever, you know? I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, that really sucks. Because <laughs> we don't want to be objects, you know? And then it's like, well, we want to be that we're pretty. But, but then it's like at the same time, it's like, yeah, but we don't want to be somebody's object. And then at the same time, it's like, but we want to be godly. <laughs> so, um, uh, but it's like, don't the, but aren't there, is it wrong or do I have a wrong view of men that a guy would maybe want to make sure he was victorious in something before, like, getting into a relationship? Like, wouldn't you are want you're saying, to Are like, you saying you want a guy that is victorious? Yes, yes. yes but, and is that wrong? Is that what you're Like, they would want that for themselves before they were looking to get into a relationship. Like, if they knew they'd come out of issues or whatever, like... They would want to actually be stable and victorious in some ways before, like, going and they looking should. for the next relationship. Yeah, they should. I think it's actually, after being, going through what I've been through, I think that equally yoked means way more than just marrying a Christian. True, that's true. I think mm-hmm. equally yoked means definitely. equally yoked. Somebody mm-hmm. that's equally mature. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. back then it would have been fine to marry somebody equally immature mm-hmm. that was struggling and had lots of insecurities and blah, blah, blah. But you've worked through those and your maturity level now mm-hmm. not sh- should not allow you to mm-hmm. you know, pick someone. Because like that, and especially I think for the woman, if the man is supposed to be some sort of leader of some sort, <laughs> you know, you, you can't have somebody that is dragging you down, yeah, leading you. Like an anchor. Leading you, yeah, making mm-hmm. decisions over you. Um, you know, things I ran into, and again, you know, he wanted to evangelize before he got married and stuff, and so, you know. <laughs> but um, just simple things like I wanted to give to this cause, he wanted a new boat. You know, I wanted to do this you know, for the Lord, go to this Bible study, he wanted to go to the lake, you know, I want to, so like, my so that's why the yoking was important, right, 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 and 
he's not, mm-hmm. you know, and he's wanting to play his games or he's wanting to do this or that right. or the other. And I can't let my desires for Christ and my walk with Christ be dragged down. Mm. I mean, it felt like, it felt like we we're pulling a cart with our kids in the back and we're oxen and like he died in the yoke and then it's like what and you're dragging I struggle with that though because I'm like okay how much of that is like because I, I recognize spiritual like pride in myself it's under the cloak of doing Christian things or whatever and so and this is just me I'm not saying that's what you're doing at all this is this is Ruth Westbrook speaking about Ruth Westbrook and so I'm like so, like, it, it's confusing for me sometimes because I'm like, well, God, like, I ought to go do those things, you know. I want to go get my motorcycle license. I want to go, you know, and I really do. <laughs> I'm probably going to over spring break. But, um, you know, like, I don't have to be, like, in constant Bible study. And I do like to really get in the Word. I do like to listen to sermons all the time. I do like that. You know, like, those are just things that I, I don't like getting stirred up in those kind of things. But, I, like... Do I constantly, like, if I'm with people, um, you know. I'm not talking about like, constantly either. I yeah, mean, it's just, it's, the, just the overall, he wanted to spend his money on worldly things. And yeah. overall, I wanted to give to the poor and, and help people. And so we mm-hmm. just, a lot of life decisions that seem fairly simple that I can make now just freely, like I can give to whoever I want to, I can do all kinds of things that I want to without having to ask somebody, but there was a poll before that was opposite of, you know, my heart for Christ that made it hard to be under somebody who always was picking the more worldly things. I mean, we went on mm-hmm. vacations and we bought stuff and had computers and a gorgeous house and, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, but, um... Yeah, it it just, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. So you're saying you wish that you had understood God, the depth of God's love for you and, appreci- and could value yourself enough in your relationship with him that you waited or, or waited for the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that I, yeah, that I valued myself enough, which yeah. I didn't. I mean, I didn't really know how to compare myself to other women and yeah. their depth and whatever. I mean, uh-huh. it was just me. And so I didn't realize, like, that in comparison that I was, like, that pretty, you were pretty, pretty awesome. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty deep. awesome, Christy. <laughs> Ruth, you're pretty awesome, too, and you, Kayla. So y'all, y'all got to wait for the good one. Well, I, I think I'm pretty stupid a lot of the time. <laughs> but <laughs> well, aren't we all? I have to. Well, you don't want to undercut yourself. I mean, I'm not like <laughs> I'm not saying like oh, do you know? I don't mean well, that in like a self-hating kind of way. I just mean like in a I'm very aware of the things that I do. That's like, why did I do that? I don't know. <laughs> like, why did I do that? I have no clue. But it doesn't make you not worthy for a really good man that really loves God with all his heart. And that's it's mature. Being a human. That's mature and that has a walk with God for that's stable and all that. Hey. You know, single single women have have unique things and and even 
Like even as an older single woman, you have you're, you're able to teach the younger single women and things, and you know all this stuff is precious to God. Uh, you know. Um, I think that the Freedom House is really good for the guys to see godly women yeah. and what that might look like and what they're shooting for mm -hmm. specifically so that so that I mean I wouldn't want to marry them you know at the stage that they are in their life mm -hmm. but they need to see they need something to have something to see what for. the world is telling them they need to see a fun 40 year old dancing around acting mm -hmm. goofy having fun laughing and chatting and being sisterly or like an aunt or like a mother or a grandma for some of them, you know, they they need to see that role and that women are real and that they aren't objects. And I think that's just part of our ministry. That's just part, you know, just being there so that they can kind of see what that might look like. and they don't have to shoot for the world standards and you know in the future that that might be what they're aiming at for a while I didn't really catch what the idea of the topic was <laughs> besides this single I think it's mainly just being content with it you know if the thing is, is I know I wasn't content with being single and it's funny because I told Ryan Ladner the same thing because he was like, I'm like, man, when I I went through that and I was like, I just got to the point where I was like, God, oh, I need to be married because I I don't have the gift of being single. And uh, it's weird, I mean, because it's like it, it wasn't long after I started praying that that, you know, I met Amy and stuff. And, you know, you talk about um, the looks and being, you know, the, the, beautiful and, and so me and Amy were not attracted to each other physically from the outward and stuff and it's like I, I never would have gone out with her and I don't think she would have gone out with me like y'all like it was Valentine's and she like I was living with two other guys that were working with the, like in that youth group you know men and counselors or whatever and stuff and I think she went to, like, two other ones before she got yeah, to me. I did. You know, like, Three, I think it was. Like, you want to go out tonight? No. <laughs> Actually, they all lived together, so I called that apartment. And they were all, like, busy doing other things or just said no. So I kept having them pass the phone to the next guy, basically. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, is so-and-so there? Mm, no, no, how, no. Okay, well, is so-and-so Oh, who else is there? Oh, Dean's here. I was all there was left. Yeah, and I literally hesitated. Hmm. I guess that's my last option. <laughs> He's nice, I guess. My ego is like dying right now. But you should have no, seen him. He was though, alone but then, uh, had crazy hair. Oh well, yeah, I know. Like, uh, like she, she was like a yuppie and had like poodle hair. And, uh, like, it was all like. I came from a rich like, family. He came from a rock and roll family, and we looked very different. We looked so different. But we went out, and uh, I mean, it's it like, was awesome. We both had a good time. Just like it happened, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff. Did you and know immediately when skills did this? We knew it. We knew on the, after the first day we wanted to date each other. Mm -hmm. We both knew that, and then he solidified it for me when he brought me a yellow rose to my work the next day. So 
That's like sign of friendship and stuff. It was like so cute. Oh, I thought it meant like friendship. Will you go out with me again? No. Like, <laughs> 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 or I thought it was like a, oh, here's for that five bucks you let me borrow. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was like your nephew was sick, and so I was like... You thought it. my nephew was yeah, sick? Yeah, so I was just giving you that flower for your nephew. You're lying. Oh. I didn't have a nephew. Oh. Okay. <laughs> your nephew's sick, and will you go out with me? <laughs> so. Point being, but Point being, point? I mean, and the thing is, is like when Rad, Ryan Ladner came and like, man, I'm lonely, blah, blah, blah. I told him, start praying, man. God will, and I told him about my situation. I'm telling you what, he started praying, and it was like maybe a month later when he met Katie mm -hmm. and whatever, and now they're talking about getting married and stuff. And, they are, and they're engaged. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is, is it, and, you know, and it was the God thing, you know, and I, I think for him and Katie, it's the God thing too, you know, and it's just... You can force things, you can make things happen, and, you know, I mean, because, you know, I knew other girls. Or you can just call up and ask everybody and in the apartment, and then when finally you might get the guy you're supposed to Poor marry. Poor goodness, I prayed about it, and then all of a sudden it happened. And, and they all were both believers at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would never do what you did. No one ever does the things that Amy does. Yeah, I did. I needed yeah. a date. I think Tyra asked Matt out too. 